Welcome to the Infinite Spark of Being podcast. My name is Keith Welsh, and in this episode, I'm going to read The Call Up the Mountain from page three of the first Infinite Spark of Being book titled The Agreement. Um, I plan on making this a regular thing where I'll be reading a piece from the book and explaining why I wrote it and hopefully elaborating on it. Um, As usual, if you're interested in donating to the podcast through Patreon, purchasing books or t-shirts, go to theinfinitesparkofbeing.com for all of those links. call up the mountain. Friends, we were all going up the mountain. It is the fog of the ego that tells you otherwise. So climb. See your perspective broaden. See the paths mingle and merge. The ridge, though it seems high, is not the peak. It is your ego that tells you that you have summited. Look up, friends, there's more. As you ascend this long winding road, enjoy. These harsh inclines are purposeful. These uneven paths are purposeful. Your pain is purposeful. You are purposeful. I've slid down at times and forgotten the view, taken different paths to get back up to those vistas once savored. It's all part of this journey we're on. We all go up the mountain eventually. Even those adverse to heights and wilderness will have to climb one day. Sure, you can hide down in the town for a while, but eventually the mountain calls you and you will have to answer. So let's look at the first portion. Friends, we are all going up the mountain. It is the fog of the ego that tells you otherwise. So climb. So it's my belief that this life as a human being is innately spiritual. Um, The human birth is known as the precious birth for a reason. This life is the coursework for the soul. Um, And commonly, the spiritual path is referred to as going up the mountain. Um, The mountain is a theme in a lot of traditions. So when I say we're all going up the mountain, I mean we're all going whether we know it or like it. We're going up. Simply being alive is that yoga. Uh, Yoga in Sanskrit meaning to yoke or join to something. What we are yoking to or coming into union with Um, Again, whether we know it or like it through the human birth, through this climb up the mountain, is source, 
uh, God, truth with a capital T, higher self, um, soul, all of it, we are coming into union with it. It with a capital I. It being the you that lies behind this, uh, this mind and body. Um, but the mind uh, or ego tells us otherwise. And it should. That's, that's its job. Remember, the mind and body are only concerned with survival on a biological level. And the soul needs the biological imperatives of the body in order to do its work. So it's all lawful and necessary. We need this body and we need it to work well and have these biological imperatives, these desires. Um, that being said, we aren't supposed to be led by the body, by the senses. Again, that's the work to sort of um, be able to disregard those things. The mind and body are a tool. And they're a tool for us to work through our curriculum, our, our karma. That's what these things are for. So let's look at the next section. See your perspectives broaden. See the paths mingle and merge. Um, the practice is not the goal. Um, if life is the path, being a human is the path, the practice simply prepares, the pra any practice simply prepares you to live. So no, sitting in meditation, chanting, rubbing yourself with crystals and going to yoga aren't the goal. The path is the goal and you're already here. So congratulations. Um, if your practice means that you're looking for a group that promises you a trippy experience in a fun uniform or maybe some cool trinket to carry around with you, then you're again mistaken. Um, a book that I can't recommend enough to you on this subject is a by um, Chogyam Trungpa, and it's called Cutting Through Spiritual Materialism. I'm not going to go into it here, but read it if you haven't. Um, and if you haven't, stop reading whatever you're reading and go get it. It's it's, it is a vital book for anyone trudging the spiritual path. Um, that as well as Jack, as Jack Cornfield's book, After the Ecstasy, The Laundry. It's also a very vital read. Those two books will put a lot of things into perspective. So um, I started this journey of my own in earnest in 1996. And what I found is that the further I go up the mountain, my perspective changes. Um, I can see more, you know, uh, like if you were going up a mountain and you looked back, you could see where you've been. You'd have a different perspective. It all looks different from where you are right now. So what I see is that we're all taking um, different paths up the mountain and we're all using different means to get up this mountain on these different you know, different vehicles on these paths. The problem is that we think that our vehicle's the one. Um, we become religious about spirituality. Uh, personally, uh, I find that when I look for truth, I let go of ideology. I don't, uh, I don't look for the uniform or experience. Um, I use different systems to come to certain conclusions as tools, like rungs on a ladder, but I'm, I don't feel that I'm attached to them. Um, I look for the thing that changes the way I do simple things, like go to the store, the way I interact with strangers, my level of compassion and understanding towards people I don't understand. Those are the things to me that are, that are the most important. Um, I don't need more trippy experiences. I need change. You know what I mean? Like I don't need to feel fucking whatever. I just, I want a better life. 
You know, I don't want more experiences. So uh, this next part, um, the ridge, though it seems high, is not the peak. It is your ego that tells you that you have summited. Look up, friends, there's more. Um, this leads us right back to this experience thing. People love to have an experience, and those experiences can seem very special. And they, they, might, they might be very special experiences, especially if they show us that things aren't always what, they think, what we think they are. Um, at least that's the benefit that I find in mystical or spiritual experiences. However, they can convince us that we're special, and that's the trap. Um, we had an experience, and now we want others to have it too. We become uh, we become missionaries. We think, well, if it worked for me, then it works for everyone, and I'm so fucking happy. Everybody should be as happy as me, right? Um, I heard Ram Dass say in a talk one time he was giving to hospice workers, he said, what makes you think they're supposed to die your death? And I thought that was really powerful. Um, so this idea that, well, if it worked for me, um, it, it'll work for everyone, that's simply not the case, right? Not everyone is meant to take your route up the mountain. Remember that. Um, right when we think we've made it, we find out there's more. At least that's the case if we're sincere. Uh, when we're sincere and honest about wanting truth, then we aren't afraid to set fire to our ideas, burn them down, you know, and see what's really there. We don't, we don't hold on anymore, and that's really great when we lose an idea or find out that something doesn't hold up. Um, we find out that there's more, uh, more to work with. And that's a really exciting thing. It's, believe it or not, one of my favorite things to find out like, oh my God, I might be wrong about this because it leads you to the next thing. So you kind of want to test everything, right? Um, now onto this next part. Um, as you ascend this long winding road, enjoy. These harsh inclines are purposeful. These uneven paths are purposeful. Your pain is purposeful. You are purposeful. So um, as we start to climb, we open our eyes. We feel more. We see more. Uh, and with that comes pain. Um, and you can call it the horrible beauty of being alive. I do. Um, and with that pain comes clarity. We see the lawfulness of things. We see the grace of pain. Um, you know, it's the ego that wants ease and comfort of the, you know, the trippiness and that sort of thing. The soul, however, knows that all of it matters. Uh, it's all painfully purposeful. It knows that with pain comes grace, right? Um, in the Lojong practice, it says pain is the doorway to awakening, um, I've definitely, in my most painful moments, have pushed the hardest to really find out what's there. Um, and there's that Rumi poem I know I've mentioned before that to the unawakened, no, to the to the unawakened mind, fire burns and the water is soothing. To the awakened mind, the fire leads to the soothing quality of the water. Once we start to see the purposefulness of all this stuff that's happening to us. We see that really it's happening for us, you know, a painfully therapeutic thing to say to somebody. Um, we see that we're just, that, that we are just as purposeful. We're all playing a role here, right? All of us, even, even that person that you don't think has a purpose or a role, um, the ones you hate the most, whoever they are. You start to see that, you, you see the relativity of good and evil, um, there's a funny story. Um, 
there's always the story of Ram Das always keeping like politicians he didn't necessarily jive with on his puja table. Well, when um, our last, well, when, when Trump was elected, um, my ex goes, uh, she goes, you know, we ought to, uh, we should put a small picture of Donald Trump on the puja table. And I immediately, I was like, absolutely not. Um, whether I had voted for Trump or not, I would have never, I was like, nope, not doing that. That's not how that works. Um, yeah, she reminded me of the Ram Dass thing. I was like, well, well I'm not fucking Ram Dass, so <laughs> that's not going to happen. Well, at the time I was um, working at home a lot and I was just using the yoga room a lot. And one day I printed out this little five by seven picture of Donald Trump. I put it in a frame and I put it on the puja table. And during all of my practice, everything I was doing, I was having this silent argument with a photograph. It was, it was so funny. But what I found is after a while, I didn't care. I just, it just didn't bother me, you know? And I, what was funny is um, after a couple of weeks, my ex comes out of the yoga room one day. She goes, we have to get rid of this fucking picture. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, but um, it, was, it was a good experiment, you know, to find out how far you can push yourself to just kind of be okay. And, and I mean, the reality is that everyone is the center of somebody's universe. You are purposeful and so are they. Somebody loves the shit out of them, <laughs> right? Um, so let's check out this next piece. Um, I've slid down at times and forgotten the view, taken different paths to get back to those vistas once savored. It's my belief that paths teach us the most when we fall off or become mindless. Um, unskillfulness is an amazing teacher. Wandering off the trail is just as important as the path itself. It all happens slowly too. Um, skillfulness and unskillfulness, they both kind of creep up on you. So wandering off the path isn't like a sudden thing. It's kind of gradual. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's just this dance, right? Like we're not going to be perfect. I know I'm not going to be perfect and I'm not concerned with being perfect either. I'm just, I'm just dancing with it. Um, the things, you know, the thing to remember is that, you know, when you fall off, you're not going to get back on the beam or the path the way you did before. It's over. Um, it's the past. All things are causal. Those causes and conditions don't exist anymore. So it's going to be different now. Each time we get back on track, it'll happen differently. And I'm saying this because in the past, when falling off hurt the most, I tried to get back on by forcing things to be the way they were. I was doing that... I was doing that out of discomfort and pain. Um, things simply weren't the same. And that hurt too, right? The, all the conditions and the causes had changed. So you just keep going. Um, just be patient. Um, don't quit. You know, there's a saying that my friend at work and I have now that um, and I saw it online. It said something like, quit or keep going. They both hurt. Right. So in my mind, like, well, I might as well keep going. You know, you'll always find a way back, um, but you have to kind of let it happen on its own. When I think about it, it it's kind of like the path comes to you. It saves you. It's like this mother that comes back around, scoops you up, dusts you off and saves your life. 
you know, of course, until you become unskillable again and fall off again. And that's okay. That's okay. All right. So the last part here, um, it's all part of this journey we're on. We're all going up the mountain. We all go up the mountain eventually. Even those adverse to heights and wilderness will have to climb one day. Sure, you can hide down in the town for a while, but eventually the mountain calls you and you will have to answer. Um, this goes back to what I was saying at the start. Um, we're all going up the mountain whether we know it or not, whether we like it or not, whether we are engaged in spiritual life or not, we're going. So when we understand that Rummy poem, right, the fire and the water, um, we start to see the game a little bit clearer. We start to see that this is all happening. Um, life is happening. And it's the attachment to our preferences that makes it so fucking hard. Um, spiritual practice is kind of like, it's, it's the cheat code. Because everyone's going through it. We're all going up the mountain. Everyone's engaged in a spiritual life as a human being. But when you realize that it is a spiritual existence, the practice becomes the cheat code, whatever that practice is. Um, it's the philosophical shift in our perception that gives us a different perspective. And the farther we trek up the mountain, the broader our perspective gets. Um, we're all engaged in karma yoga. We're all being called whether we, you know, whether we hear it or not, right? <laughs> so um, that's it for the call up the mountain. Once again, I hope that this was beneficial. I hope that you enjoyed me breaking this down. And I hope that it sheds light on a few things for you. Um, again, those two books are Chogyam Trungpa, Cutting Through Spiritual Materialism, and Jack Cornfield After the Ecstasy, The Laundry. And remember, if you have questions, comments, or want to chat, give me a shout. We're old friends. Uh, don't be weird. And don't forget, um, you know, if you like what I'm doing here and you'd like to support the podcast through Patreon, um, go to the infinitesparkofbeing.com and you can find a link um, to everything, to the books, to the merch and all that. And uh, that's about it for the call of the mountain. Bye. special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.